Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. That's right. We're back, baby. (laughs) Hello, Bears fans, Bears Nation, hockey enthusiasts all over who are watching or listening to this on the podcast. My name is Richard Blosser, the host of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Someone who may love Hershey Bears hockey just a little too much, but don't we all? Don't we all who love this violent ice circus? Welcome to the show. It is the season three premiere of the Grit and Barrett podcast. Now part of the Belly Up podcast network. And um, good to have all of you back on to the show. I know we've touched base a lot throughout the summer, but now no more, everyone. No more interviews. No more season recaps. No season previews kind of no more none it is time to actually talk about hershey bears hockey it is time to talk about hershey hockey darn it it is time to get back into it baseball you're done you had six months baseball you've had six months you're done your your, your time is done your time is done um fall requirements lord football's going on yeah Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But we got to deal with that as hockey. We got to let Lord football do its thing and we'll just bide our time. We'll start. And then once Lord football goes away in February, we will step into the limelight a little bit more. So how is everyone? How the hell are you? How the hell are you? I know I did a big bombastic open there for everyone, but that's a lot of pent up energy we've had up during, during the summer. So, um, those of you watching along on the uh, the live stream, new intro that that was made up by um, one of the uh, the lads here at the at the Belly Up Podcast Net- Network uh, that will be deleted for the uh, the po- audio podcast version for all of you that are listening as well. To all of you that are lis- watching along here on the live stream, all six of you, please leave a comment um, on Facebook or on Twitter. Unfortunately, due to some things that are beyond my control, I will not be able to, um, um, say your name on Facebook as well. Uh, the Twitter machine might be different, but please interact throughout the show. I will try to do my best to interact with all of you as well. So, all right, it's back to school. It's back to hockey. As a friend of mine, Urinating Tree, has said, it's a wonderful time of the year when the Zambonis are put back into commission and ice services are being made across 
across the league. Although Giant Center has not had the ice put on it yet. Yet. All good things come to those who wait, my friends. Just give it a few more weeks and we'll have the ice down. We have bear stuff to catch up on over the summer as well. As well as your questions as well that were brought in through Facebook um, earlier in the week. And thank you to everyone who participated in it as well. So let's go all the way back to the summer when it was much warmer here in the state of Pennsylvania. Of course, the Bears were ousted by those no good, dirty, rotten, filthy Wilkes-Barre, Scranton baby penguins who went on to absolutely got shellacked by your Eastern Conference champions, the Springfield Thunderbirds. The Springfield Thunderbirds went on to face the Chicago Wolves and got gentlemen swept right out of the playoffs. I mean, right out of the finals, I should say. What is a gentleman sweep, you ask? Well, it is when a team lets you win one game and then wins the next four. There are two ways this can happen. One, team loses game one and then wins four straight. Or two, um, the dominant team wins games one, two, and three, loses game four, but wins game five. You know, they're nice enough to let you win game four to feel good about yourself, but then beat you in game five. So, um, but that did not happen to the Bears. Springfield was, you're out, and your new last year's champions, they'll be raising a banner on it, is the Chicago Wolves, winning their fifth Calder Cup, I believe. And it is the first time since 1991 and 1992, I believe, that you had a same affiliate, same team with the affiliation. Okay, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to get this right. It is a team wins back-to-back Calder Cups with the same NHL affiliation but different American Hockey League teams, if I'm correct. Um, I forget who was the last one that did. I'm sure if I had Patrick Williams on, he'd remember this. But um, Springfield was able to – I think it was Springfield that did it back in 91 and 92. Anyway, back to Hershey. Sorry, I got distracted. So, um, as we got through the Stanley Cup Finals, crowned a new champion, the Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champions as well. The Capitals were able to get some uh, signings out of the way early. um, As big, beefy Brett Leeson and Big Beck were were re-signed. Jake Messi was brought back as well. Mason Morelli was brought back as well. So, um, okay. Okay, we're starting to get some um, some AHL expirings back on the book. I like all these signs. Um, Brett and Beck are two guys that I think Washington is definitely interested. Uh, wing help is definitely going to be needed um, for the Capitals this year. And uh, Hershey was able to ink Bear Hughes and Benton Mass two American Hockey League deals to which we will see them in training camp, which will probably be in about two weeks. Bear Hughes, he was a 2021 uh, draft pick, and the marketing rights itself, ladies and gentlemen, Bear Hughes playing for the Hershey Bears, it writes itself. It'll be good to see him. Benton Mass, depth defense signing um, as well. Um, As we went into July, we had our first big free agency signing come down the pipeline, and that was none other than Aaron Ness, number two. Aaron Ness, former uh, defenseman 
and um, uh, former 50 assist uh, Hershey Bear was brought back to to the team. And what a great signing for the Bears. I mean, power play quarterback, a guy who knows the system, beloved by fans, kind of got screwed over there in uh, Providence. But Aaron Ness, beloved by the fans. I've seen his jerseys out there. They'll love him. It'll be great to have him back on the lineup and in the system once again. Um, you know, kind of do what um, oh, was it Cody Franzen? Except uh, Franzen was more of a blue line shooter as opposed to um, Ness, who can actually be a uh, a power play quarterback as well. So good on Aaron Ness for coming back. Bears fans like myself are going to like seeing this this guy back. And uh, pair him up, say, like, with a Bobby Nardella? Yeah. Imagine having those two on the same line. Bobby Nardella and Aaron Ness on the same line. More of this, please, and thank you. So as we moved on into into the summer, we went into mid-July, and Lucas Johansson was inked by Washington to a two-year deal. Oh, Okay, Lucas. Okay, um, yeah, woo, yeah, it, it, good job on Lucas. It was a show me year deal, and um, in a season where things didn't really go well, he was actually pretty darn good, pretty darn good. So, good on him. Um, the Capitals were able to ink some, um, some uh, depth signing for us, Gabriel Carlson and Henrik Bjorkstrom were signed to two-way deals. Um, Capitals dealt with a lot of injuries last year, as did Hershey, so depth is not bad. These could be guys that could be thrown down to us as well. But on July 11th, perhaps one of the worst-kept secrets in the entire organization happened. Matt Molson announced his retirement. Mm-mm-mm. Um, yeah, you see... Uh, okay, we all knew Matt was going to retire. Look, the Hershey Bears do not announce injuries. All right, everyone? The, the, the Bears do not announce injuries. And just the way that, that, that he kept talking and the way that, that he kept um, just, just saying certain things, the way that he walked, his interviews, talked like a person who just knew he was done. 37, 38, lower back injury. And body doesn't heal as quickly the, the 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 older you get. So COVID robbed him of a chance to get to really get a Calder Cup with us, and it just it sucks. It really does. We had our home opener announced, which was for October fifteenth. If you want my thoughts on that more, go check out the other podcast of me and Corey breaking down the entire the entire uh, Hershey Bears uh, schedule. So um, as we're heading through the month of July a little bit more as well, um, we're, this news just, just just drops out of nowhere. Scott Allen named assistant coach to the Washington Capitals. Oh, that's good. Good on him. I'm sure he'll be good. Wait, what? What? Wait, Scott Allen's leaving us? He's gone? Scott, wait, why? Why? Daddy, d- does, d- does father not love us? Um, okay. Um. I know a lot of Bears fans didn't like Scott Allen. And yes, I nominated him for LVP because of the way the defense and the entire team pretty much collapsed in the uh, 
month of April, but I was more than willing to give the guy a pass more than willing just because of the circumstances I was given to him and perhaps with a healthy lineup. Well, who knows what he could have done. He went off to DC and the great coach search was on the bears are going to retire. Chris Bork's number preseason schedule announced and the bears named Todd Nelson as a team's 28th coach as well. New assistant coaches were named as well. A complete new coaching staff. The Bears are going into this season, this season. And then finally, the first big signing of the offseason that as good as the Bears roster, they were kind of missing something. They're missing that big name, that big scorer, scorer that was going to really tie everything together. And wouldn't you know it, Sam Ennis, A N. A.S., I have to be real careful how I'm going to pronounce that, was signed by the Bears, has been one of the top scorers in, in the league throughout the past couple seasons. Uh, native of Potomac, Maryland at 64 points with the, with, with the Springfield Thunderboys uh, last year, had the best power play numbers, 20 power play assists, and 64 points were the most scored by a Thunderboys since 2016. And great signing by the Bears. Absolutely love it. He's going to be a great power play addition, as well as a guy who can score. And um, and and just and, and and imagine this, everyone. Imagine this power play setup, if you will. You have Aaron Ness out on the point, acting as a quarterback. You have Sam Sam Ennis on the uh, da, 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 let's say the left point. On the right point, you have uh, Pilon. You have him there in the passing spot or possible sniper spot. You have Scarbosa down the middle and uh, Alexi Protoss or Beck or Brett Leeson there on the side for the back door or rebound play. Mm, I love how that sets up. And it really f- frees up the second power play unit, which you could throw out the Rybinski kid. You could throw him out there. Bobby Nardella out there on the second line. Aaron Ness would surely double shift in terms of a power play as well. So great offensive firepower that was added by Sam. Um, Logan Day, former Lehigh Valley Phantom, yes, comes over from I-78, rebukes the evil known as the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and steps through the chocolate portal over to Hershey. Mm, Love it. Love that he is joining it as well. A defenseman himself, defensive depth always needed. The Bears also signed uh, Mutt, um, Alex Fortin and Ryan Scarfo. Uh, Fortin played uh, with the Le Rocket de Laval last year, only getting uh, nine points. And Scarfo was with the Rochester Americans and um, got 28 points last year um, as well. He he is a six foot two oh five uh, center, has done time in the ECHL with Brampton and. Wheeling, again, with the injuries we had last year, like seeing these depth signings. Could he get sent down to South Carolina? Absolutely. But not too bad to to have him have those two signed as well. Shane Gersich was re-signed, everyone. That's right. Shane Gersich, 10! 10! Back in the lineup, everyone. Back in the action. Shane Gersich back as well. Tested the free agency market. Didn't find anything in... And basically came home to Hershey and was like, Dad! Dad! I couldn't find an apartment! 
dad, can, can, can you open up? Can I just live in the basement and pay 150 a rent every month? I'll chip in for groceries. Dad? <laughs> well, it'll, it'll be good to have Shane Gersich back. And another good season out of him? We'll see where he goes. I don't know if the Capitals are purely convinced on him anymore since they have a lot more others there at the left wing that I think they're more um, they're more high on than Shane Gersich. But I should say Stanley Cup champion Shane Gersich, I need to say. Um, lastly, some recent signings this past week as um, stupid phone as uh, uh, Mikhail Kim uh, played 26 games with the Springfield Thunderboids um, also did time with the ECHL main Mariners also is signing for Hershey this year. He is a 5'11", 195 blue liner um, for God's sake, son. Mixing a mixing a hamburger in your diet. I mean, son, I know you're trying to lean down. I am too, but bulk up a little bit there, son. Son, you know, you know, do the pull-ups. Do, do pull-ups. Bulk, bro. Bulk. Peanut butter and skinless chicken. Um, also, Strom. Also, former Lehigh Valley Phantom. We got another one. We got another one. We are exercising the demons as more Lehigh Valley Phantoms realize that, well, the grass isn't necessarily greener there down I-78. And Ryan Strom joining us. He appeared in 63 games for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, scoring 16 points, 5 goals, and 11 assists. A Muskinga, how the heck did I say that right? Ontario native, has done time in the American Hockey League in the ECHL, a 6-4-2-10 winger. Big boy. Uh, brought on as well. Uh, possibly another guy who could get sent to uh, to South Carolina. That is a very real possibility as well. But um, all these signings, as well with the prospects that are coming in, is great to see. Absolutely great. It is going to be a very different team this year, but such is life in the American Hockey League. A very different team than what we have seen with even with last year. You know, we're not going to have that that 30 plus um, uh, NHL vet this season where just we're not, we're not going to have a Matt Molson or a Tom Kostopoulos or, um, or a Colin McDonald. And I don't like not having guys like that. You know, guys who are good screens, who have nose for rebounds and deflections. Now players like that in the American hockey league level are worth their weight in gold, but um, who knows? Maybe Mike Scarbosa might be able to fill out that, that role as well. So, um, so that was kind of the, uh, the news roundup from, uh, fr- from over the summer. And, you know, it's been a long off season for everyone. I completely understand that, but it's good that we're finally, we're, we're coming back together for bears hockey. And it's great to have that as well. And great to talk to all of you on this microphone again, but before we head on with the podcast, it's time to pay pay the bills. We have two sponsors of this podcast. First is killerjerky.com, makers of great jerky based out in California with all sorts of good flavors and a bit of spice in the variety if you're into spicy beef jerky. Um, unfortunately, though, um, they're sold out of their products for now. For now. I've been told that they are restocking. 
you know, they are getting they are getting the jerky ready to go once again. So, so give it time. When they are do get product back, you can use my code hockey and save yourself 10% there uh at checkout. That's killerjerky.com. And what's a better combination, everyone? Hockey and jer- jerky. Am I right, everyone? Second sponsor of this podcast is Yeats Sunglasses, as I've been promoting over the uh the summer. You need a stylish pair of sunglasses, ladies and gentlemen. And I know it's the end of the summer. The days are getting shorter. The nights are getting colder. And why do you need a pair of sunglasses? Well, just because the just because the sun's going down at only like uh, 720 as opposed to 845 now doesn't mean you don't need a good pair of sunglasses driving around. And that's where Yeet sunglasses come in. These aren't the big bug-eyed sunglasses or the heart-shaped lenses. These are slick, stylish sunglasses in all sorts of different lens colors and varieties. My personal favorite is the cheetah form because it wraps around the side of your head like Bret Hart in the 1990s. And a lot of these start at great prices, as low as $25. If you're willing to splurge a little bit more, there are some good stylish prices around the 75 to 80 range. But good pair of sunglasses don't have to cost an arm and a leg. So go to yeats.co for your pair of sunglasses. Use promo code hockey and save yourself 10% there at checkout. That's Yeats Sunglasses. Use promo code hockey and save yourself 10%. And now... Back to the show. So as we're continuing with the Grit and Barrett podcast, season three premiere, uh, everyone, we did have a bit of a sad news to uh, to pass along. And um, that Beaker, Dan Stuck Beaker, is retiring at the end of the season. The man who's been around so long that he probably remembers the, the very tail end of Frank Mathers' career. I kid, I kid. He's a great guy. He really is. He really is. But um, but Beaker says he's had enough. At the end of this year, the man is saying that he's done. And you want to talk about one of the more consistent things of the Hershey Bears. has always been Beaker. Um, he's a guy that's just always been around. If I'd be willing to bet anything about, about Beaker, he's probably one of the guys who was the first First there at practice and one of the last guys to leave. And believe it or not, during the pandemic, I saw the guy operating rides at Hershey Park. He was operating Great Bear. I'm not making this up. Me and my buddy Jesse, they're at Hershey Park during the 25% capacity days. And there he is in a few assistant coaches doing ride ops. It's fantastic what what he did. Now that that... He's like, well, I like being here. Where can I help out? You want to learn how to ride the, you want to learn how to operate this roller coaster? Sure, I'll do it. And uh, away he went. So um, it's going to be sad to see him go. He seemed like a really great guy, Canadian at heart, bit of a foul mouth to him, but um, what trainer doesn't? And I mean that in the nicest way possible. But um, Beaker, we'll miss you, buddy. We will. I never got you on the show. No, we didn't. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. 
Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Never really. Uh, um, I don't to say there was a reason to, but just never really came on my radar. He seemed like a, he seemed like a worker, like a guy who's just like, just let me go to work. All right, Baker, have fun. And he always did. So he'll be missed. He will be missed around the organization as well. And among Bears fans, and I'm sure all of you Bears fans that are listening to this have your own memories of, of Beaker yourself. Maybe you met him. Maybe you um, have a story that you saw him at a restaurant one night and he had one of those uh, weird stories. He seems like a guy who would just know, who'd be like, hey, remember that time we were up in Providence? He always seemed like that, like like that kind of guy, and I mean that in the nicest and most gracious way possible. So, Beaker announcing his retirement as well. Good on you, Beaker, and uh, we'll miss you there, bud. We uh we really will. So uh, the Capitals, the Capitals have opened for business. The Capital One Arena is open for hockey business. I can't say necessarily is open. Uh, for business, but um, they, sorry, need to collect my thoughts here uh, a little bit um, as well. I, um, the, the Capitals started rookie training camp last week and actually on Friday. And it was good to see the rookies skating around, doing drills, doing drills, skating around. There's a 10 second video there on a, uh, on Twitter and more skating around and more doing drills. And, uh, Oh, look, there's a Twitter story about Maxim Lapierre. Ooh, what's he going to do in the organization? Oh, it only lasts about 25 seconds in a shortened scrimmage. Uh, okay. So there's more skating around. There's more. Ah, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. It's just it's just a rookie camp. That's all that it is. I mean, there's nothing there there. Except the interviews and hey, what's your thoughts of the season? Oh, well, I'd like to get some time during the preseason and uh yeah. I'm sorry everyone. I want to be able to uh to give you guys something, but I can't give you much out of rookie training camp. It's all one great big tease. That's all that it is. That's it. It's like it's like um uh pitchers and catchers reporting at spring training. And it's like here's here's a picture, here's a here's a 25 second uh Twitter video of uh Verlander tossing warm-ups there at at the Astros training facility. That's it. That, that that's really it. And I'm sure some of you are like, well, some, you know, some podcaster you are, you, you don't have anything from rookie camp. And I'm not saying it because I didn't put the time in. 
I kept watching. I tried watching, but there's nothing. It's not like Washington's not even involved in like a, a prospect tournament. They're not. I mean, after this podcast will drop on a Monday, Tuesday, they'll have a day off. And then Wednesday is when everybody else comes in for school. Everybody comes in for media stuff. You know, your, your pictures for the, uh, the pamphlet, you know, skating around for the introductory videos, um, goal pictures and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot and there's nothing. There's a whole, okay. So it's a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) Oh gosh, gosh. I know it's, it's because everyone weren't like the very rim of the bullseye. Like have, have all of you seen the, um, um, archery targets for anybody or, or some rifles as well. You know, you have the, uh, you have white, uh, black, you have a uh, red, blue, and yellow, like, or some of them reds, a bullseye, but stay with me on this. Like yellow is a bullseye and like each are like points closer to the bullseye, you get the more points you get. But I'm using this as like an example of, for us, we're on like the outer fringe of the bullseye target. We're on the outer fringe of just, just that barrier of, of the white outer rim. That's, that's rookie prospect camp. The next layer, training camp. Next layer, preseason. Then cutdowns, then regular season, which won't start until October 15th, which we're about two, three, four weeks out from. But we're just on that outer rim of the bullseye right now. And you 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 want to have something there at the buffet to eat. You really do. But I get to the buffet and it's nothing but, but you know, um, deep fried veggie rolls or gluten um, gluten free uh, rolls and a salad bar. I, I can't make anything out of this. Hey, when are the boneless wings coming out? When's the boneless wings coming out? You know, wh- where's the ham? Where's the roast beef? Where's the mac and cheese? Was a pizza coming out? I'm looking at the buffet right now, and there's there's nothing. I'm sorry, everyone. I wish I had more to tell everyone. Everyone who who's eligible to skate is skating, and everyone who's injured is pretty much staying away for now. The only real good news on the injury front is that Carl Haglin with DC is actually skating. So that's a good thing. Hmm? But I assure you, everyone, there will be more stuff as we do get closer and closer to it. So let's take a look around the rest of the American Hockey League, shall we? Because there's been some um, some doings going on. The, the major news out of the summer is that the playoffs this year, well, you know the bloated playoff system we had last year. Six teams in the Atlantic Division got in. Best of three playing rounds and... And then you had the uh, best of five and then the conference finals were best of seven and all that other bloated mess. But no, we're going to get back to it this year. Four teams get in possible crossover. Everybody's using points now. No more of this percentage crap. We're get we're we're going to go back to it. And 
the American Hockey League is announcing no new changes to the playoff system. So they're going to keep this. So in our division, where there are eight teams, six are going to get in. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, ah, ah. Teams are getting in. So you know that whole quick best of three stuff we went through last year? (laughs) Well, get ready for more of that. Unless the Bears finish in the top two, they get a bye and will face the winners of the others of the playing series. Come on, American Hockey League. Why are you doing this? I mean, why? Is it because you got more exposure? Is that why you're doing this? I mean, you can't. Well, the divisions are uneven. Are they? Are they? Are they really? Really? There was talk about possible realignment, but never really came to be as well. So the playoff system we all loved last year is sticking around. Yay. See, for all of you watching the, the, the live stream, I'm smiling at this prospect. Yay. Lucky me. So also, we actually have uh, two new teams debuting this year. First is the Coachella Valley Fireboids. Farm Club of your Seattle Kraken will be starting play in uh, in late November because their arena's not done yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what happens when a team when a new team comes in and and a new arena is not ready. Yeah, have your first fifteen or twenty games out on the road. We'll make it up on the back end. You'll be fine. So they'll be traveling around the uh, the California coastline and Canada. And the Midwest, and a good amount of the Midwest to start the season. Um, I'm okay with this. You know, I like the the name Firebirds is really nice. The logo is fantastic. It's a it's a flaming firebird, literally. It does it does use a little bit of the design that the Seattle Kraken use, except theirs is a deep blue, uh, orange, red, and white. Mwah! Love it. Love it. It looks fantastic. Cannot wait to see more pictures of them as the season moves moves along as well. So the Coachella Valley Firebirds are a thing this year. The San Jose Barracuda are moving out of Big Brother's apartment and got a place of their own. They will be playing at something like the TCU or DCU or Arena or whatever the heck it's called. But the San Jose Barracuda will have their own arena this year. I think that holds about 6,000. That's a lot more than Arizona. (laughs) Want to know more about that? Go listen to my podcast with Urinating Tree last week. But, but, yep, the San Jose Barracuda are moving in to their own apartment and changed uniforms too. Gone are the teal t-shirts and replaced with beautiful striped jerseys as well. Go Google it. They look absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. And I'm glad they moved out. I mean, when they played at the SAP Center, it was lower bowl seating only. You couldn't go up to the 200 level because they couldn't sell enough tickets. And it's one less logistical nightmare that San Jose has to deal with. So the San Jose Barracuda moving into their own digs, good for them. We also had a new team debut because uh, the Calgary Flames said, yeah, Stockton, we're moving you up here. We're moving you up here. 
I kind of like it here in California. No, 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 no. You're moving in with us. You're moving in with Big Brother. Come on up. So it was announced that the Stockton Heat are no more and are moving in with the Calgary Flames. And I was interested. What are they going to call themselves? What was this team going to call themselves? I mean, are they going to stick to the to a Heat name? The Calgary Heat? The Calgary Flame? The Calgary Fire Lords? For all of you who get that reference, I love you. What were they going to call themselves? Well, it was announced they're going to be calling themselves the Calgary Wranglers. Because of the whole cowboy thing, because they play at the Saddle Dome and the Calgary Rodeo. It's a play on the cowboy thing. Okay, okay, fine. It's one of those we're playing into our history things. We're trying to create our own identity, but not just be called what our parent club is, because if they were to be called what their parent club was, it'd be they'd be called the Calgary Flames twice. So yeah. So yeah, the Calgary Wranglers. No word on what their uniforms are yet at time of this recording, but if it is a great big flaming W, I am all for this as well. So the Calgary Wranglers coming to an HL TV screen near you. So that was some going on in the American Hockey League as well. But and uh, but before we do go, it's time for a little uh, Q and A segment, everyone. As fans sent me their quest their questions earlier in the week and I said I'd read them out and I got them all right here on the phone as well. So thank you to everyone who gave uh, questions earlier in the week. Brian Beeks, friend of the podcast, uh, commented on Facebook, looking forward seeing getting getting back into the hockey season groove. Thank you, Brian. I am as well. Excited about the team this year. Would love to hear a few minutes about what you like and dislike about Mason Morelli. I see him as an AHL version of Brendan Gallagher. Uh, okay, Brian. Okay, Brian. Uh, all right. Let me just tell you. Let me just be honest with you, brother. Um, Mason Morelli. He doesn't really do anything for me. Sorry. Done put no toot in my horn. I mean, yeah. He had good stats last year on a really bad team. Yeah, good for him. And in all yes, all honesty, good for him. But um um I'm not exactly going to like fawn over the guy. I mean, what really sets him apart? He's a good two-way player in the American Hockey League. He took advantage of the time that was given to him and earned himself a contract out of it. So, what's the difference between him and about 80% of the American Hockey League? I mean, good on him. Good on him. It was good enough to get him another contract. But an HL version of Brendan Gallagher, I'd back the truck up a little bit. Morelli's just a little too bland for my taste. I mean, there are people out there who like that. It's not like I want him to be the next Sean Avery or anything. I, I don't need that much personality out of him. Lord knows the NHL only had room for one Sean Avery. But... um. Yeah, I he has a good game. He really does, and he fills his role in quite quite well. But he's just a little bland for my taste. Nathan Ulston, friend of the show as well. Who do you expect to be the unsung hero of the team this year? Nathan, first off, Nathan, thank you for writing in. Um, see, that's kind of the, the hard thing to do because an unsung hero 
is what you see throughout the season. You know, it would be like me taking a lump of dough, throwing it into the oven and say, okay, what type of, or like, okay, what type of bread is this going to be? Is this whole grain bread? Is it pumpernickel? Is it rye? Is it, um, is it going to be cinnamon swirl bread? Let's just throw it in the oven and see what it is. Mm, no, no, that, that, that's not how this works. It needs to be a, you gotta, gotta mix it. You gotta let it rest. You gotta knead it. You gotta work it. And using my hands here, everyone. <laughs> that's not what it sounded like. Um, and the more you work on, on some bread, you have a better understanding of what is it going to be, what's it going to become? Is it going to become sourdough? It's the way you make it. And the analogy where I'm going with this, an unsung hero is something that comes together during the season. An unsung hero is not somebody you can label all the way back in September. It's like naming a preseason um, Heisman Trophy winner. It's those things develop throughout the season. So basically everybody on the team has the potential to be an unsung hero up and down the lineup. Everybody has that potential, but to look at the roster right now and say, Oh, this guy could be an unsung hero. It's, it's hard to say that it, uh, it really is. So Nathan, I'm sorry for giving you a non-answer on this. It's just, it's really hard to look at an unsung hero uh, right now. Um, but Garrett Pilon could be a decent one. Could be one as well. But there are just so many guys on this roster who could be unsung uh, hero. So we'll deal with that later down the line. Uh, Matt Tome, friend of the show and frequent podcast lister. Thank you, Matt. I can always tell whenever Matt comments on something because he has the... Uh, the Screaming Eagle red, white, and blue version. That was the reverse retro, and it's fantastic. Matt writes, where do you foresee AJF winding up this season? Riding the pine as an extra in D.C., Hershey, or other organization? Um, AJF is Axel Janssen Fialbi. I use AJF because that's a variation of MJF, and I like wrestling. <laughs> so, um, Matt, I'm going to give you a weird answer. On this, all three are going to happen. Yeah, all three are going to happen. He's going to ride the ride the pine in DC, which is, in the words of Archer, phrasing. He could very well play in Hershey, but to get to that, he's going to have to be put on waivers. And the way that AJ played last year, it is a very real possibility that another team goes yoink at the end of uh, training camp and puts him on their roster, i.e. what Buffalo did last year. They picked him up at the end of training camp, tried to send him down to Rochester, and Washington scooped him right back up. And the same freaking thing is probably going to happen this year. Because I think AJ is a pretty darn good bottom six winger. Um, good on the penalty kill. Speedy has developed a wicked wrister. Not an elite wrister, but a pretty darn good one. And um, with skill like that, will make him valuable on almost any NHL team. So I think AJ has a real possibility of of um, staying up in DC, thrown on waivers, picked up by another club, played for a few games, put back in the pipeline, and picked back up by Hershey. It's a vicious cycle, it really is. And I'd love to see AJ and Hershey. 
we're still kind of lacking on the left left wing side a little bit. So um, I'm all for um, AJ coming back down to Hershey. Be just another power play weapon that the Bears could really, really need. But um, all three of those options are probably going to happen to AJ because he's that good and he's made himself through all of his hard work that much valuable. And when you can do something like that as an American Hockey League player and create value in yourself to where almost any NHL team would want that, you've done something right. And it's pretty awesome to see him do all that considering where he started from. So we'll see if AJ makes it to us or not. I'd have no problem with it. He's already in Bears lore by scoring the teddy bear toss goal and having a hat trick on same said night. So he has nothing left to, uh, to prove. Um, he has absolutely nothing left to prove as well. Ah, crap. Crud. Uh, let's see here. Uh, nope. Nope. I know what this is trying to do and this will not happen. Uh, this is what happens. Bots try to get in. Bots try to get in on the podcast, but nope, not on my watch. Not happening here. So that will do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week, everyone. First week in the books. Um, I know there was a lot of catch up to do and a lot of stuff to um to catch up on with Bears hockey, but it was good talking to all of you once again. It uh it really was, and um. Just so everyone knows, next week's show is going to be a little late. Like, there is going to be no live stream next week. And um, because, as of right now, yours truly is going to be going to D.C. to see the first preseason game between the Capitals and the Sabres, 2 o'clock, there in D.C. Um, That takes time to get down to and back, and... um, we should be able to have some more uh, training camp notes for you uh, next week by then and have some games to recap. And we'll be able to put some more meat into this podcast a little bit more. And then once we get past that, we'll have season ticket holder pickup night and then bears training camp will start up as well. So it was great to talk to everyone, to all of you. Thank you who watched along on the live stream and to all of you who are listening along on the podcast. Thank you very, thank you very much as well. You know, we're going to get back into the swing of things, everyone. New episodes during the regular season will drop on Mondays. And I'm going to try and get back into the habit of the Friday face-off. Don't know if that's going to be live-streamed or not. Probably not. Probably, but we'll see what happens. But to everyone else out there, Bears Nation, go Bears. And we'll see each other real soon. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.